Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On the front lines of Houston sports. Let's go! You're in the trenches with Andy Kalu. Andy Kalu. Welcome in. Happy Tuesdays, everybody out there in Radio Land. I'm Indy Kalu. He is Chris Gordy, but most importantly, you are you, and you're always welcome to get in the trenches with us. Where we're getting back to our schedule of talking about the greatest sport in the history of sports, American football. But we are still in H-Town. And I know there's a lot of carryover when it comes to the Houston Astros and the World Series celebration. So I'm sure there'll be a baseball topic or two. But when you have Big Sean Jones in studio for the entire show, you best believe we are going to be emphasizing the number one sport in the history of sports, even if... Certain owners out there are trying to make a mockery of the sport that I love. Even if... Oh, stop. Don't be that guy. Put put your microphone on. You better not defend don't, this. Don't be you better... Guy. You know what? I, I will say this. Don't be that guy. As Sean Jones, the legend, tells me not to be that guy, I'm not even... I don't think it's a... It's not going to be an uncomfortable situation. I'll say it at that. But that's a joke, Sean. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, bad radio... The owner of the Indianapolis Colts, they fire uh, Frank Wright, and they hired ESPN analyst, not assistant coach, (laughs) not uh, running back coach, and a guy that I really like. Nobody like that. Yeah. And a guy that I really like and appreciate, a guy that I bumped heads with and have nothing but respect for him as a football player and as a person. Mm -hmm. And they hire him, Jim Ursay hires Jeff Saturday. Uh Uh-huh. To be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. That's a joke. Why? Because one, he has no experience. Two, you have... You see, you're falling into that trap. Are you talking about what he did in high school? No, no, no. He played 17 years Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And you're that dude that says he has no experience. He played 13 years. Whatever. (laughs) 17. Was it 17? No. Either way. Over 10. It's a lie. All right? And you're that guy... Let me tell you something. That he has no experience as a head, as a coach. That's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about he has no experience. That's what everyone says. Mm -hmm. I remember when I took the job with the Raiders. I walk in there. I start work. There's a guy named Mike Lombardi. I'm calling you out. He calls me into his office. He was a pseudo GM. I thought he was anyhow until Mr. Davis set me straight. (laughs) Ain't no GMs here, dude. It's just me. It's me. (laughs) So Mike is like, how'd you get the job? I'm like, well, I was an agent for five years. Played in the league for 13 I was on, you know, I was a vice president of the union, started the finance committee with the union, sat on players' owners' committee, you know, I sat on the competition committee. That, you know, you're you know, making my point, but go no, on. No, 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 I'm, you know, so I'm like, he's like, oh, but you don't have any experience. I'm like, okay, well, tell me about your experience, Mike. He's like, well, my first five years, I carried, I, I picked up the laundry for the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Five years, he took up the master of that. <laughs> okay, a, that in itself was a problem to me. 
then then they gave me a chance to do some college scouting. I did that for two years. Then I got a chance to do some pro. Da, 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 da. You know, you and I came in together. I remember when you came out in 84. So, you know, I've been doing this for 13, you know, at the time, X amount, whatever year. I said, so what, 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 wait a second. Me playing against the best of the best, breaking down tape, understanding personnel, understanding who I was playing against, blah, 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 blah. I get no credit for that. But you want credit for, for picking up Bill Walsh's laundry. What's wrong with that picture? No, there's a, a lot wrong with that. There, there's a whole lot wrong with that. And first, before I go on, I firmly believe <coughs> the owners should be able to hire whoever the heck they 100%. want. And they do. I mean, we've seen do. that. Yeah. And they do. But you, you just broke down your experience. That's great experience for the role that you were going into. Right. Yeah, you know, you worked as an agent, right. so you worked with contracts. Right. You worked with talking to players and talking to teams and negotiating actual contracts. Right. Then you played. Oh, by the way, now you're. What's the number one quality in a head coach for you? Leadership. Whoa, I'm falling. Am I falling into your trap? <laughs> if you can get a guy that can lead, clearly, what was going on there? And I like, I like Frank Wright. Mm-hmm. I, I like him. Okay. Ed Dodds is one of the kids that work with me with the Raiders. That's now their assistant GM. All right. I understand what they're trying to do there in terms of the mentality. The mentality had to change. You don't go from being as bad as you were, bad meaning good, the year you were a year ago, and going to be as bad as meaning bad as you are this year right. without you having to change some kind. You, you have to change. You had to shake it up. I don't listen. I'm not sitting here touting the Jeff Saturday hire like, oh, my goodness, he picked one out. But remember, I was the same guy had a problem. They were going to bring the dude in here from Josh McCown. Josh McCown. And the only, only characteristic that he had was the fact that he was coaching high school football and he was a charismatic Christian. That's the only two things that he had going for him. And he and, played. And, and, seven, now, he played 17 years. And, and he did. Okay. But the only thing that they had was that. Like you said, he fit the bill because he was a nice guy and he fit the dogma of what the organization wanted at the time. Okay, what's the difference between Josh McCown and Jeff Saturday? There is no difference. That's my point. We're the only sport that we fall, as ex-players, we fall into the trap that if we finish playing and you played at a certain level, Jeff Saturday played in front of a Hall of Fame quarterback, controlled Everything on the line, understood play calling, understand plays. He's a great leader from what I've hit, heard. All right. And so. And a Hall of Fame running sport? back. All those things. Lining people up, understanding where you're supposed to be, so on and so forth. Been a consultant to the organization for the past not seven years. Okay. Been in the meetings, so he understands that part of it. But we're the only sport that when we're done playing, we are not qualified to coach the sport. Basketball, you can do it. Hockey, you can do it. Baseball, you can do it. But football, all we buy into that narrative that we're dumb. We, it's all of a sudden, it's rocket science to coach a football game. It is not. No, it's not. Well, what you no, said was strong. And, and I'm starting to rethink my anger. <laughs> but there are so many guys that did what Jeff Saturday has done, and then they went into the coaching ranks. Right. It, it just feels... If I, you want to make that argument mm-hmm. with the guys that they had on the team already that had some head coaching experience, but I make the other argument, that's why I'm not hiring you. What did you do when you got your chance? Let me go with something fresh and something new because I do believe, and I don't, don't get me wrong, I don't believe that every ex-player can coach because you know we got some box of rocks in that oh, locker room. Not because I'm know? dumb, I couldn't coach. 
There's different things, though. I couldn't coach because I don't have the personality of a coach. Right. I could teach, but it goes, I don't have the patience to coach yeah, I think this era. Andy's got more patience than you. Right? I don't have the patience of this level. Ask my daughter, a little volleyball player. Um, I don't have the patience for this era of athlete and the way they feel that they can go about it. They don't have to. And I don't want to be get off my lawn guy because people will criticize me. Well, Sean, you didn't do this. You didn't do Yeah, I didn't. You're right. So, okay, criticize me. Right. But I also knew what to do. And it's funny, everything that I didn't do, now it's a part of what they do. <laughs> <laughs> so, let, let me ask you this. I, I, and I honestly don't know. Does the Rooney rule apply? No. No, Rooney not for interim. So you don't have to. Never you can just put whoever the not, hell you not want. Not for there. interim coaches. And it should. Why wouldn't you... There's a guy sitting out there who coached there before, Jim Caldwell, very talented guy. Why wouldn't you look at him? But why? But why? Cause you because still he's been there before. You know, you know what you're getting. To now. me, that would be a slap in the face for you're Jim Caldwell. Him. Yeah, you're, you're fired. With everything so you think he's you, done. You think it's better just to go internal there? And for interim coach. Somebody. Well, first of all, once you fire your coach in the middle of the season, you're basically saying the season's over. I, yeah. I was a part of it in Washington when they fired North Turner and uh, Brian Rubisky. I don't know if you remember that name. Mm-hmm. A wide receiver coach. Terry Rubisky. Terry. Brian his son is son. Terry. My bad. Thank you. Thank you. And Terry Rubisky was one of those coaches everybody loved. Hall of Famer Terry Rubisky. Played at LSU, I believe. Well, for Hall of Fame. The NFL Hall of Famer. For what? Class of 2022. Terry? Terry Rubisky. As a player? No, as a contributor. Huh. They did the thing this summer. No one even knows under the radar. They put a bunch of, like, nine guys in the Hall of Fame that contributed to the NFL. He had a lot of respect. Like, oh, and yeah, that was what, early in my career, so I was kind of young, dumb, full of something. Yeah, and and I didn't realize, but I just knew something about Terry Rubisky. He had a lot of respect. So when they fired Norv uh, mm-hmm. Turner and he was the interim head coach, even as a youngster who's still trying to make my way, I was like, okay, <laughs> that season's over. They don't care. Let me just go out there and get right. some good film out there. So right. to answer your question, Chris, do I believe it should be internally? Yes, just for the ease of the process. But I've never liked firing a coach in the middle of the season. They're, they're, I feel like you should just, it, no matter how bad uh, the season's going, I feel like you just you, you just let the season play out, and then at the end of the season, they're three, you make five, that move. and one. They're not. They're yeah. not zero oh and eight. And like, this, and this division, I mean, uh, Tennessee was the division, mm-hmm. right? But the rest of the rest of the the uh, the, the uh, conference. It's doable. You know? Well, here's where you put yourself in a tough spot. Like we just said, it's doable. This team could turn things around. What if Jeff Saturday is successful? You get kind of trapped if you're Ursay. He may not be the best guy for the job, but if he does a good job, you have to hire him, right? Like, Well, well, well if he does a good job, then that kind of answers your question. He's the best guy for the job. Yeah, but what does that look like? What does that mean? Is it, it looks like you're a genius. No, no, but what I'm saying is <laughs> him, if he does a good job, is it more, and you've been a part of these meetings, where the players get together and say, man, we're a freaking embarrassment. We're a joke. Let, let, let's turn this thing around. And then he gets credit for it. You yeah, see Charles what I'm saying? Taylor like gets healthy. Yeah. And then he's good. Like, that's not Jeff Saturday's. But, but, you, but come on, Indy, you, you know better than that. You ain't going to fool about in that locker room. If Jeff gets in that locker room, and he can't command that locker room, you know, you know, it, it, it's not going to be pretty. But if he gets in there and he, if he gets in there, and I've heard him speak, he's a dynamic speaker. You can, you can see, okay, why he motivated gotcha. you. And I, I get that. But if he gets in that room, gets a, in front of the lectern and says, hey, listen, man, let me tell you something. Five short years ago, I was out there with you. I don't give a bleep what the hell they're saying, what we're doing here, but the shoe means something to me. Mm-hmm. These next eight games, we got a chance to do what we do, or y'all ain't going to be here. 
I don't give a rat's bleep about what bleep. I don't care. We are here where we are right now, and we need to do something to turn this bleep around. And y'all don't want to do that, and y'all let's get to stepping because this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do this. Blah, 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 blah. And if he can do that and rally the troops, so to speak, the rest takes care of itself because sometimes I've always said this motivation comes from yourself, but inspiration has to come from the top. You have to know that the top is in it. And somehow, some way, Frank Reich lost it. He, he lost it with those guys. And I don't know if it's him to blame or the GM to blame or in some of the moves in terms of quarterback moves. He was there four years, had four different quarterbacks. No continuity. Yeah, you can, do you blame that on the head coach? Unless, unless, unless he convinced them. Unless jumping on the table, pounding the table. I, I need Carson Wentz, yeah. You know, yeah. if he's saying that, then yeah, you're going to own that. And if you come back later on and tell me you need Matt Ryan, you're going to own that too. I'm sure he didn't say I need just Jacoby Brissett because you went in there thinking you were going to have a Hall of Famer and then he retires in, in 2019. So you inherit J Jacoby Brissett. And then who did? And then he had Philip Rivers the second year. You yeah. inherit him, you know? And then you go down the wrist, so you're really getting retread guys that are on the way out or guys that just can't play. You're never going to convince me Carson Wentz can play. He can't play dead in the cemetery, but he keeps <laughs> getting chances over and over again. All right, But four different quarterbacks in four years, and you still compile a four, uh, uh, 40 wins over those four years. I mean, I, I, I would. I, one thing I did not understand, though, I'm going to be honest with you, why he went from um, Matty Ice to Sam Ellinger. Ellinger. I didn't know. So whose call was that? Yeah. I mean, Frank Reich is enough of a pro that I can't see a pro making that decision. Yeah. Unless I'm not even a big Matt Ryan fan. I've always thought he's been overrated. But with what he's done in this league, yeah. you ride out with him to the end Maybe of the Maybe that's season. what the deal was. Maybe yeah. he wanted to make the switch and mm -hmm. earn ownership. Was, or, or they the well, ownership wanted to make the switch. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, no, yeah. I want to go back to Matt Ryan. They said, look, if you want to go back to Matt Ryan, go that's ahead That's one of those... He's sleeping with my wife type moves. I mean, you don't make such a drastic move unless something personal. See, I think that's the just Saturday move. Quick timeout. Uh, if you want to jump in, 713-212-5790 in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Yeah, guys, and uh, as we get things ramped up here, I want to remind you guys, uh, of course, the Astros are World Series champions and big-time bats. They've got the new... World Series champions, Louisville Slugger, laser engraved black maple commemorative bats available. It's engraved, uh, has the scores of the games, the Astros logo, and the World Series trophy lasered on the bat, limited to 5,000 individually numbered bats, sells for 140 bucks plus shipping and handling. They also got the team signature bat with all the signatures of the complete series roster laser engraved on it. It's That one's limited to 10,000. Individual number bats sells for 150 Big time bats. They have a complete line of wood and chrome wood bats and exclusive sets. Go to bigtimebats.com. See this spectacular Made in America collection of team and player bats and bat sets. Great for holiday gift ideas. Go to bigtimebats.com now and order early. You will get guaranteed holiday delivery. You are in the trenches with ND Kalu on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in, welcome back in the trenches, only on sports small talks. World. Small world, very small. They should make a song about that. Forget six degrees of separation, oh, oh uh, three degrees in certain circles. 713-212-5790. Again, big shout out to any and everyone who called in yesterday as we celebrated those Astros as we get back to a regular show here. So we're going to talk to the Astros. Did we mention the Astros news, by the way? I don't, I don't know if we mentioned it in the first segment, but... 
Dusty and James Click mm-hmm. have both been reportedly extended deals no, for next season. Uh, Dusty Baker told Mark Berman tweeted this out. Told him, "Yeah, I'm coming back. I'm back. It's just we're just working out the details." The, the question is, does James Click want to come back? Because there was the questions of, will they bring him back, all this? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He, it's a one-year deal for James Cook if he wants to stick around. He may value himself more and say, look, I'm going to go take a GM job elsewhere. So that's still to be seen. And, and why, so why would, let me let you play devil's advocate for a second. Why would he leave? For what? From what I understand, it, what does he what does he want that he doesn't have? So he was in a tough situation coming in, right? They were missing draft picks right, and right, all this right, stuff. Right. Uh, didn't have a lot of assets right. to trade. I thought he did the best he could with what he had. I think Jim Crane wants somebody who's just a little bit more aggressive in trades and free agency and all that. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a couple guys out there that have already been linked here. I, I think it'd be fine if James Click wants to stay. I look, Jim, Jim, James. Jim Crane, if he really wanted to move on, yeah. wouldn't give him an extension. Right. So I think everybody would be fine with him coming back. I think they just kind of look at it as we could maybe get somebody a little bit better. Well, I I know what they have to keep in whatever whatever they're doing, whatever they're doing in terms of their farm system. Whoever's in charge of international scouting, <laughs> whoever that's a Campo, yeah, yeah, he's he need to keep those that guy. He need to keep him in place. Yeah. Coaching and managing. Don't, don't piss him off. Coaching and managing is weird. I wish I had a better word for it. Sean McVay, two years ago, was the hottest thing ever. The team hasn't changed that much, and you can't even say that the players just got old. And now his team looks horrible. Like, it's very tough to really say, outside of Bill Belichick and your Andy Reeds, uh, man, it's really tough to say that this is a a good coach who can really turn a program around and, mo- and more importantly, keep that program successful for years to come. Like, how many guys can we really point to? Freaking Doug Peterson did something that I thought was amazing when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles, their star quarterback at the time, Carson Wentz, goes down, and they insert Nick Foles in the playoffs, and then in the Super Bowl they win. Great job play calling with some of the plays they call with Nick Foles. And three years after that, they run him out of Philly. And there's so there's so many more examples of that than a guy going somewhere like what again Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, uh, Mike Tomlin, and they stick around and they have success for a decade plus. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with with uh, messaging. Mm-hmm. I think some guys, for example, I call it the Gruden effect. Mm-hmm. When you sit down in a room with John Gruden, he will sell ice to an Eskimo. I mean, he's just one of those guys that you listen to him, you know there's nothing but bull-ish coming out of his mouth. <laughs> but you're like, oh, my God, this is the most incredible bull-ish I've ever heard in my life. I got you. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. The problem with that, though, as you become a more veteran team, <laughs> you start looking around like, that son of a bleep is full of bleep. Why am I following this fool? He ain't never done nothing. And the message runs awry. 
And I think that's what happens with some of these coaches. So you follow them for a minute, and there I say, even with like McVay, it, it takes a different guy to coach a certain guy and a certain team. But as that team develops and starts to get a mind of their own and start to think, well, wait a second, man, you don't put us in a bad spot too many times. We don't like doing that. You're not listening to us anymore. And then that, that whole dynamic happens. It's hard to stay unless you evolve with the players and you evolve as a coach, you evolve as a person, especially in the case of McVay, where he's so young coming into the league. Mm -hmm. You know, Belichick, by the time he had gotten successful, he was still a quote-unquote young coach, but he's a young coach that gotten his ass kicked a bunch right, of times. in Cleveland. You know, mm -hmm. and, then, and then he was in that, in that position where he didn't care. Fire me, don't fire, I don't care. I'm going to find a job. Y'all don't want to listen to me? Y'all about to get out of here. I ain't going nowhere. And p players understood that. Now, especially this league, if you don't have a Belichick who's so ingrained in the fabric of that organization, you have situations where players complain and coaches are gone. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the game has changed so much that that's okay. I don't know if that's good or bad for the sport. I like the fact that players have more autonomy. I like the fact that players have more of a voice. But I'm old school. I, I believe players need to be taught. They need to be coached. And I think leadership comes from not saying things that people understand, but saying things they can't misunderstand. And then so many coaches now, that like, you understand me? You No, 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 no. I don't give a damn if you understand. Did you misunderstand anything? I Did you understand the words coming out of my mouth? You know, right. that kind of... Let's not play games with what I want you to do. Well, you said, you know, be here at 9. I was here at 9, and the bus was leaving. You were here at 9. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. if the bus time, leaves at late. 9. That's yeah. not time for you to get on the damn bus. Everybody knows that rule. But now it's an argument. And it's an argument that they, when they go to a grievance, they win. Well, you didn't make, you didn't make the rules clear enough. Mm -hmm. Really? But <laughs> that's where we are. That... I agree with that. That sounds good. What does that have to do with the Los Angeles Rams winning a Super Bowl and now they're the worst team in one of the worst divisions in the in uh, in the NFL? Like, are, are you saying Aaron Donald? Are we saying Aaron Donald does isn't receiving Sean McVay's message anymore, so his production is going to drop? I, I'm, this is what I'm saying to you. I'm saying the Rams weren't that good. No, oh, see, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy to say okay, a Super Bowl right. champion. No, 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 you know no, no, how no, hard no, it no, is. No, 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 Everybody, somebody's going to win the thing every year, and, right? and it's so going to be a good team. Question. Was Cincinnati good last year? Since is that my no, years are getting mixed no, up? They, they played the Rams last year. Okay, okay. They made it to the Super Bowl last year. They were good last year. They were good last year. They were good last year. Did you see that offensive line they played with last year? As a team, they were good. You don't make they, it to the Super Bowl no, if you're not good. No, I'm not good. saying that. I'm not saying that you cannot make that. You're making my point. Mm -hmm. You can make it to the Super Bowl and not be that good. Let me go. The 85 Bay. Get hot at the right time, right? Get hot at the right time. We played against a New England Patriot team when I was with the Raiders. They were so bad. We didn't even watch tape. <laughs> they were so bad that we didn't even watch tape. That team that played against the Bears mm -hmm. and the 85 Bears, when the 85 played them in the Super Bowl, they beat us. We had home field advantage throughout. They came in and beat us. Maybe if y'all watch film, y'all would have beat we them. Fumbled, we fumbled the ball three times. They won, went to go play the Bears, and got, got murdered. I, remember. I was like 10 years old. And I then, remember and, that. and then what happened was, New England like, well, we made it to the Super Bowl. We're pretty good. No, you weren't. They were bad for another five years after that. I think it's worth saying they beat a bad Cardinals team in the wildcard round. Then they snuck by Tampa by a field goal. The 49ers by a field goal, That's what I'm and they beat the Bengals by a field goal in the they, Super Bowl. They, they won. They, 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 they but, weren't a good. They were not. They caught lightning in a bottle at the right time. 
Okay? I'm telling you. Like, I'll, I'll go on record right now. San Francisco? San Francisco's a good football team. I don't give a damn what their record says. If San Francisco gets into the playoffs and get into the, as, as Super Bowl contender, that is a team that will give you everything that you want. Yeah. They could play good defense. They play excellent special team. This kid, Christian McCaffrey kid now, oh, yeah. I mean, it's a difference maker. You know, he gets his number back now because they're trained to do that. No, that, that, you know, this is a strong team. You they make a good point, too. We haven't got the Debo Samuel on, on that team yet. Take four and four Niners and put them on a neutral field against the six and two Cowboys. They're whooping all kind I, of ass. They, they, they give them a game. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at a team and say, this is a really good team. I'm not saying you can't win. Because it's about catching lightning in the bottle. You know, like I said, when we played a, and Lamar Latham, I'm about to say this, when we played Carolina, they wasn't good. But we were like, you know what? They're good enough to beat us. Mm-hmm. They're good enough to beat us, all right? Because at the right time, catch everybody right, anything can happen. So what you're seeing now is a team that's mortgaged everything, put money into different places where I don't know how they get that money back, right? Now you need to go get pieces. You don't have money to get pieces, all right? And you don't know exactly, Aaron Donald's still a great football player. But now, if I'm you give me that message, and I'm like, well, what are you guys doing? And, and in fact, what am I talking about? It's all over, it's all over the news now. You got this, man, we just got, we just got off the field, and they talking about we got to run back out. What the hell are they doing in offense? You got defensive players saying that. Now, you try to tell me Matt Stafford is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, just changed zip code and became great. He's still Matt Stafford. What we saw, the aberration of Matt Stafford last year was just that. Now we're seeing, you got to... Are you saying this is the real Matt Stafford? There's a regression to the mean. (laughs) You are who you are. All right, well, if you want the real when it comes to pizza and the best prizes, you need to go to 7Pie. We've been talking about them and not just talking about 7Pie, but we've been visiting them. We've been getting our food from them. I've been getting my food when I watch these games from 7Pie Pizza because I like good food and I like like to save money. My favorite, I always get the pepperoni, the wings, and I spend less than 15 bucks. So regardless, the baseball season's over. We still have basketball. We still have football. We're going to have football playoffs. So you need to make sure you're eating right when you're watching your favorite sport. Yeah, dude. And our friends at Seven Pie Pizza, they're set to give back to Houston's military veterans and active service members this Veterans Day. Any veteran that visits a Seven Pie Pizza location this Friday will get a free loaded cheese pizza to celebrate their military service with no additional purchase necessary. They do ask you present a military ID when redeeming the offer. But the CEO, David Davidpour, he told us it's important our service members know that their sacrifices are always on our minds. So again, all veterans and active military visit any of the five Houston area pizza locations this Friday. That includes the new one that just opened this week in Bay City. You get that free loaded cheese pizza in celebration of Veterans Day at any Houston area seven pie pizza location. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the Trenches continues continues on Sports Talk 790. Home for your home team.
Welcome in, welcome back in the trenches. Only on Sports Talk 790. If you want to jump in, 713-212-57. You can turn this crap off. 713-212-5790. Only hip-hop, Josh. Only hip-hop. Oh, we have a new person. I think Josh is filling in today, yeah. He's never done the show? He didn't get the memo. No. No, I mean, in the past it was, uh, I'm used to Greg and you splitting it half hip-hop, half rock, so that's what I was still going off of, but that's, you know, years ago at this point. (laughs) Yeah, like almost a decade. (laughs) Greg has not been gone for 10 years. It feels like it's, it feels like it's been so long because I miss I miss my dog. Like the song, man, I miss my dog. <laughs> Glad he wasn't in this week. Those hogs lost to Liberty. Oof, Liberty's strong, pretty good. Hugh yeah. Freeze coming back, the comeback tour. I'll tell you what, the, the as much as we like to complain about things, I'm okay with the four team playoff system because there hasn't been a year yet where I felt like team five and six just this is the year. what got screwed over. This is I, the year. No, it's not. Why? Because you're going to have a team that I'm rooting for. Okay. TCU. They're undefeated. We'll probably we'll probably number number five. But they're going to lose. They're going to lose one or two games before it's uh, yeah. Who, who will they lose? Uh, Texas. Texas and or Baylor. They won't lose to Texas, and they won't lose to Baylor. Sick them. It's Sick in Austin Bears. this weekend. They, hey, that you te- makes a difference. <laughs> you you UT turning their season they're around. Do UT things. UT's turning their season around. All right, my, my point is this. I think they they needed to expand it, and this is a year it's going to show because you're going to see a team. So you're going to tell me Alabama's a six is not going to be better than some team at at, at four or five? So you well, have they got two losses already. Now. They, I know, but they have two losses. They, they you know they they but they turned out to be two good here's, losses. Here's now. where it gets tricky. Here's where it gets tricky. Tennessee plays the remaining air schedules: Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Right. They're going to win out. Tennessee is going to be eleven and one right. and not playing for the SEC title. Right. Georgia is probably going to be undefeated playing right. a two loss LSU team. Right. If LSU beats Georgia in the SEC do? title game, what do you do? Because you got a two Georgia. loss SEC and now champ, you got two less. They're and in. then you got Georgia, Tennessee, both sexy as hell with one loss. Exactly. So they're all in. That's a problem. You that's can't put all three in. <laughs> Why not? They're the best team. Tennessee didn't look that good. They, they didn't look one week. But it's their one good. loss. It's a one. It's still a loss. And then to Georgia, who's you, you, probably the should have right. been number one all along, they're the best team yeah. in the country. Here's the thing: it's always worked this way out. Tennessee's probably who? Who does Tennessee have left on their schedule? As I just said. T- uh, Mizzou, South Carolina, and Vandy. They're winning all three of them. Okay. So they're going to be 11-1 and one with a win over Alabama, um, a win over LSU. Who does LSU have left? We're at Arkansas and at A&M. All we got to do is win one of those and we win the West. Really? Yeah. We beat Bama and Ole Miss. Sorry, Bama. Suck it. LSU can't. If LSU wins one, splits it. And they lose in the well. Yeah, if they're a three loss team and they yeah, win, the they're, SEC they're title, not going. They're, they're probably not they can't. They they can't be top four. Ohio State, Michigan. One of those teams will one lose those, because they right. face each other. Do they have an actual conference championship game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so one of them might even have two losses, right? Or one could have a loss, and the other one could win the championship. That's why you got to expand it. No, no, I'm I'm okay. Now I thought they should have expanded it to eight, not twelve. But I'm okay with the expansion. I, I just but not not like I, I've at never, twelve. TCU mm-hmm. has a chance. I mean, a, a TCU team every year undefeated, has a undefeated, a, undefeated TCU. team that people don't really know if they're whatever. Hell, Rice may have a chance. The Big Twelve is my favorite conference, but I don't see the Big You're Twelve biased. anybody. No, it's my favorite conference, but and I'm saying TCU is not one of the four best teams in the country. 
I think they are. And, and I think when it's all said and done, it's going to work itself out. Yeah, if the, if the Big 12 champ, TCU, goes undefeated, I think they Oh, if they go undefeated, you have to put them in there. Yeah. But, that, but what I'm saying is you're going to get into a real sketchy, what if Ohio State and Michigan are both undefeated, play each other, the loser of that game is going to be sitting there going, hey. And it depends how they lose. If they lose the same way Tennessee lost to Georgia, you, it's okay putting them out. But yeah. suppose Georgia's that good. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are. Like, they definitely, when you look at that defense and that defensive no, line, and to think that those were backups last year, that's scary. That's a scary thought. So let's say hypothetically Georgia beats LSU in Atlanta and they're undefeated. Tennessee's looking there going, look, our, our, we lost one game and it was to the, the champs well, yeah, in their house. Champ. Undefeated At, Georgia. On the road. But it also matters what happens with USC, UCLA, because they're sitting at one loss. They'll play each other. Right. But, it, but it's a Pac-10. Pac-12. Pac-14. Pac-12. You think Clemson's out with the one loss? The ACC they're, sucks? Because they're, they're ACC. They suck. See, I, I, do I think, they though? You sound like one of these. I think the conference matters. <laughs> yeah, it matters to a certain extent. Listen, li- listen. I, I'm on record. I, mm-hmm. I love Michael Strahan. He still owes me lunch. When he got drafted, I took him a lunch, and he still never paid me back. <laughs> uh, but I, I always said that, Mike. Listen, bro. I love your game. You're a good player and everything. But if I had that roster of people that you played against on a on a right side as a left defensive end, I don't know what my numbers would have looked like. You had built into your schedule the dude from from Philly every year. John Twice Runyon again. is a good player. Oh, I don't know why you keep oh, bringing so up John Runyon. Okay, yes. okay, I'm on record then. I'm going to make sure. The John Runyon. John Runyon sucked moose. I want to say he was Pro Bowl. What does it have to do about how bad he was? I would have loved to play against John Runyon. John Run- you, you know a guy named Jim Lachey? I've heard the name. Give me John, John Runyon, Jimmy, Jim Lachey. Get me the guy that I played against. Uh, for the Patriots, um, uh, whatever his name was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that played a tackle for him. Give me John Alt. Give me, give me the guys that I had to go against. And I'm looking at this dude. I didn't have a twice a year guy that you could count on that you're gonna have four sacks. You get, you start the season with four sacks. Okay, but here's the thing: John Runyon and Michael Strahan, they had battles. It wasn't like Michael Strahan. It cannot be a battle if you get your ass kicked every That's what I'm time. saying. It's not like Michael Strahan was just owning him. You wanted to see the numbers? I was at the game. <laughs> I you was there. See the numbers, I don't know the numbers I, against. You should see out of a hundred, out of almost 200 sacks, John Runyon represents like 30% of his sacks. Really? I didn't One really. guy. Well, because they it's played a, each other every so year, often. Every year, but they, no, it's not the because they played each other twice a year, every year. He's got, he got his ass whooped every year. Consistently. Multiple sacks per game. How did he do against Flozell Adams with the Dallas Cowboys, another team they played twice yeah, a year? No, no, no. How did he do against dude? And not, not Flozell. I'm, 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 Eric, Eric Williams? Eric Williams. Yeah. Eric Williams. He was probably smart enough to go to the other Eric side. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Eric Williams was the only guy that we played in Reggie Wiser. Sean, let's switch Sean for a couple plays. <laughs> <laughs> That's big when Reggie, oh, when Reggie White. Say, what? Is saying I, I don't I don't want anymore. Was it Max Lane or Bruce Armstrong for the Patriots? Bruce was good. I'm trying to think. No, Ninety six. Right? You, you did on purpose. Why? Max Lane was the guy that gave it the four sacks. Okay. That we were supposed to take turns on, and then Reggie wouldn't let anybody gotcha. play against him. <laughs> no, I had Bruce Armstrong. All right. <laughs> a fight for for, for my life. <laughs> he, look, I was a youngster, like preteen, watching Bruce Armstrong, Bruce Armstrong. and I was like, "Oh, he's good. <laughs> like he's good." Quick timeout. Aaron. <laughs> uh, Aaron Wilson, right? Oh, Is he giving God. us some news? 
Yeah, we got we got the latest on the Brandon Cook saga. Oh, okay. We'll get you updated on that. All right. In the Trenches continues with Andy Kalou on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in, welcome back. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there in Radio Land. A lot of people waking up with headaches today, Andy, after that parade yesterday. <laughs> did, did people carry it to the club after that? Yes, they had like all yeah. these after parties. And I was watching Randy McAvoy last night on like the 6 o'clock news, and there were all these people just hammered behind him at some of the bars. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. Like, I, I got down there... At about 7, 8 a.m. yesterday, mm-hmm. there were already people down there set up with their tents and stuff and chairs. So, like, some people would start drinking at 6, 7 a.m. by 6 p.m. So, I've never been to a parade. So, when you wait around that long to see a float go so by. You've never been to a parade? No. You got to come to Mardi Gras one year. Yeah. You never been to Mardi Gras? Have I been to Mardi Gras? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you grow up? Saytown, Twin Creek. Watch out now. <laughs> Now we went to the MLK parade, but it's a parade. That doesn't count. They don't have like a high school high school state championship parade. Yeah, they never won anything. No, we went to. Excuse me, we went to state, but then we lost Odessa Permian Mojo. Uh, Hey, that Mojo Friday Night Lights that's real. Yeah. So do you wait around just for ten seconds of watching the your float to go by? Yeah, yeah. But wanted to see those guys. Show them your appreciation. No, so the players, outside of the players. And Dusty. And how long, no, Dusty, that's what I'm saying, the the Astros, actual Astros. Like, that's who I would want to see, but I was seeing highlights of all these people I haven't even heard. Yeah. Like, look, as much as I like, is does Mattress Mac spend money here? Yeah. Okay. Um, as much as I like other people, <laughs> like, I'm not going to wait outside to see them on a floor. He became like, kind of a hero, though. Of I would go to see Altuve. And be like, ooh, that's Altuve. Right. Then I'll be like, okay, time to go home. Well, I will say some of the some of the stuff though, like they had trucks with nothing labeled, and mm-hmm. and we like we're around the the team all the time at the ballpark. There were people in these trucks we didn't recognize, and I'm like, I guess they work in like sales for the team and stuff. And they're all like, yeah, waving. I'm like, nobody knows who these people are. Yeah. At least label it and say support staff, grounds crew. <laughs> You know, train athletic trainers put something on there. Let's know who they are. Then they had like city employees and politicians. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like Dan I'm, Patrick and Sheila Jackson Lee look great, but like we don't need you in the parade. You are part of the extras, run. I mean, Ted Cruz does he live in Houston? Yeah, like he didn't need to be in it. None of the politicians need to be in, except well, that, the mayor. The mayor, I'm fine yeah. with because you're the mayor of the city and you put on the event. That's all these other people. Stand, yeah, you don't need to be in it. No, but and, I, and and almost all of them got booed. Dan Patrick, Sheila Jackson Lee, and Ted Cruz all got booed. I have I do have a problem now that there's a championship. I have a problem with who gets a ring. I don't believe that Dan Patrick or even Sylvester Turner should get the same ring like the players get. They one hundred percent should not. Do but they? They do. Everybody gets a ring. Everybody gets a ring. I'm like, dude, if you're not a part of the day to day running of the organization, like the marketing ch- chick or the marketing dude, no, y'all get a pendant. Y'all get something else. You got a bracelet. I'll take you it a step a further. Tennis bracelet. For a certain ring, only the players and absolutely. the manager and maybe the general manager should get. My, and my, my little owner. nephew's like, a ball it. boy for, for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. My godson, I should say. He got a ring. No. 
Sorry. Your boy, Roddy Pete's uh, son, my nephew. That's my homeboy. But no, you don't you don't get a ring. Gary Pettis, third base coach, he gets the ring, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But the grounds crew? No. No. You you get a fat check. You you get you get get a guy to make sure the the grass is growing on the field. I'd rather give you a playoff share. (laughs) Here goes a plaque and a five thousand dollar bonus. I'm just wondering where we draw the line. No, keep going. The day to day X's and O's operations of Winning a game. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks, broadcast team. No, hell no. no. Plaque. <laughs> and a bonus. No. Plaque and a bonus. Hell, have to uh, do this. Analytics team. That analytics are a part of the game. Okay. Now, they've made it a part of the game. All the front office people? Front office, how far are we going? <laughs> I mean, part of putting the roster <laughs> Look, together? I'm not saying they yeah. shouldn't be appreciated. I'm not you saying that they shouldn't get it. I'm saying a, the ring should be for the players you and the coaches. If you, so can't a different put a, if you can't put a number on it, Exactly. That's, a, that's where we start. If you can't put a number on it, that's then strong. we have to start figuring out how you get it. Now, the GM will get how one. About, there, like there's that. people in the international scouting department that spend all year down in Florida they get West Palm. They, they never get come to Minute Man. They get a ring. Yeah, I don't give them a ring. I give the, if they're part of scouting. I give them a bonus. And they're the one to give no. They're scouting. They're scouting. They're putting the team together. They're, they're con- how this roster is constructed. Okay, I can see that. I, yeah, can see I, that. I give them. I, I, can I give see them. That. Man, y'all are being. Stingy. You, you get yes. nothing. Yeah, I know you're sitting there on the fridge thinking you LSU win a damn championship and your podcast has been pumping them all year. Hell but no. here's the thing. I'm not saying that they should not show appreciation. Oh, it should yeah, just be yeah. it's different. There's different ways to show it. Last year, last time around, they didn't. You know, there were, there were certain groups of people they didn't give rings, but they offered them the opportunity if they wanted to buy one, they could. I don't care. If you, you shouldn't be able to buy it, though. Yeah, it's supposed to be special. No, it should be special. Now, I'll say this. I don't you even like it. I think it was, uh, it was a cool gesture, but I don't like it. When the Saints won and they brought back Deuce with Callister and said, hey, you get a ring because you're such a great guy. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> he, he, was, he was still kind of around, though. He no, was, he's around. He wasn't on the roster. I think he was hurt. Oh, if he was hurt, no, I thought I he, was no, 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 he was retired. Yeah, was I out. thought he was. Yeah, no, he it's was like out. Shannon Sharp got the hall of got into the hall of fame. He gave Sterling Sharp his ring. He says that Sterling is a hall of famer, and that's who should have the ring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he gave it to his brother. And Sterling wears the ring. That's, I could. That's. I mean, that's, that's family. Not, that's but I, I, I'm thinking more. But you know, you got to know the mind of Sterling. He probably like, yeah, you're right. As opposed to you know, my brother gave me right. That. Tra- <laughs> Did you say trainers? Oh, Tra- absolutely. One hundred percent. About like the yeah. dietitian people. Are they there every day? Yeah. Okay. The trainers. It depends. If they, if they're trainers, trainers for sure. If the dietitian person is a part, we know who's a part. The weight room guy, we know who's a part. If he's a part of that whole staff, yeah, yeah, you get, you're a part of helping any, us win games. Any employees at Minute Maid Park that are there like for what? 12 hour days for games? So, what, out, what, the popcorn guy? Ushers. Man, yeah. uh, come on. Listen, listen. <laughs> there's there's like, support staff. You remember Earl Leggett, right? Oh, yeah. Big girl. This is Earl Leggett's story. Earl Leggett goes into defensive line coach. My Mm -hmm. defensive line coach, Indy's defensive line coach in Washington. He goes into the bathroom. We've all gone in and out. We're eating at this fancy restaurant on Thursdays like we used to do. We all go in and out in the bathroom. There's a maitre d', whatever you want to call a person, uh, at the, in, inside the bathroom. Mm-hmm. He gives you tips. Cologne guy. Cologne guy. Cologne guy. I don't know what he's called. All right. And you give him a tip. So, we go in there. I, I come. I'm in there with Earl. He comes out. We get back to the table. I'm like Earl. Were you? Not, did you tip him? I said you didn't give him a tip. He said I gave him a tip. I said what was your tip? 
You got any job. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Earl saying LSU, that. LSU, by the way. I can see Earl guy. saying that. <laughs> you got any job. That was his tip. See, don't take it wrong because you're making this to look like Earl Leggett to be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, that's but, why I told the story. But I'm, I'm saying, saying that, like ground crew, you should show appreciation to him. But you yeah, give but him you a check. A but yeah, you, you so give him an extra only check. people who had an actual effect who on, on, on how we got down how we swung a bat through a pitch. Uh, and manage Help those me guys. Back. Help me exactly. What about guys who were on the team that they traded midseason? Yeah, 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 I think they should get one. one. Yeah. Still get one. even if you. There was one guy I think it was a Joe Perez pitched in one game this year. Yeah, because he was part of the. What are the criteria? He's part of the wins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, that's one less win may have knocked you out of contention. You know what we haven't done? Bad job by us. We haven't taken any calls. Quick timeout, <laughs> and we'll take that. <laughs> You're in the trenches. With ND Kalu. One hour down, one hour to go here in the trenches. I am ND Kalu. He is Chris Gordy, Sean Jones, the legend in a studio. But most importantly, you are you, and I have failed you people. We are the most interactive show in the world. And I have not lived up to that. So let's go straight to the phone lines and bring in our main man, Reggie Ridge. What's up, Reggie? Hey, Andy, guys. How y'all doing today? Good. How are you? Hey, I'd like to say uh, congratulations to the Astros organization. And and I also want to give props to 790 for the uh, excellent broadcast and the crew that they have with Michael Connors and Gus. Guys like that sharing us and helping us out understand Astros uh, game. Hey, uh, Sean, I'm glad you're on, brother. How you doing today? I'm doing well, man. What's good? That's good. Hey, uh, i also like to give a shout-out to the person who hit Ted Cruz with that beer can. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> in other words, hey, uh. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Andy, you right. Sean, you right. Man, Sheila Jackson, Lee, all those guys, they need to go. And take Big Sarge Rawlings, and they need to escort them to the nearest Walmart and get a replica ring from Walmart. They don't need nothing. They just need to get out of office, all of them. And uh, this is for you, Chris Gordy, man. Uh, I called you and ended. Y'all gave me thumbs down when I gave y'all my college playoff prediction, uh, Final Four. You guys who, remember that, Kalu? Who was it? Who was it? Remind I think me. He had LSU in there. I had LSU, <laughs> Michigan, USC. And Georgia. Now, if LSU went out and played Georgia at a, a neutral location, they have a chance. That's why I told you that, Chris, this summer, before the season started. Like I told all these Astro fans, that the Astros will win 106 games before the season started. I was one game out. So this is for you, Mr. Sean Jones. Mm. What is it going to take for LSU, I mean, excuse me, Texas A&M to get rid of Jimbo Fisher. You ain't got enough money. I mean, he's got a rollover in his deal. He's got a crazy deal. I mean, I think the buyout in this deal is 
over a hundred and something, a hundred and something million dollars. It's crazy. nine million a year through twenty thirty. Yeah, but there's a rollover in it, so it's it's a perpetual ten year deal. It's it's wow. stupid. It's like the craziest contract. Well, did Why? You, did you hear the latest though on what they're yeah. talking about doing there? They, they're talking about basically you can't get out of that. Mm-mm. But what they could do is force him to become. All right, you're going to become the figurehead. Yeah, we're going to take play call and everything right. out of your hands. Yeah. We're going to hire the best OC, the best DC. <laughs> okay. We're going to go. Okay. Yeah, they're going to go. They're going to make him the AD of the grounds crew. Yeah, we can't pay you to leave, <laughs> but we're going to make you just, yeah, we're going to take all your power it. away. Yeah, they could do that. Why give him that? Why did they? Yeah. Because he he's a carpet dog. He was a coach. He was a coach. He could. He could. He was going to be the answer. I'm not even saying it's right. I can see if they somehow pulled Nick Saban away from Alabama and gave well, him that type of thought. deal. They thought that, but we didn't think that about Jimbo Fisher. He clearly did. Here's what happened: He won a championship yeah. at Florida State. He had a good pedigree of great college quarterbacks, guys who flamed out in the pros. But he had from Jameis to uh, Christian Ponder, EJ Manuel. He had a great track record of quarterback success. And then they went 9-1 and in the COVID year, just missed the playoff. People thought they should have been in. And last year, they beat Bama, lost four games, but they had the built-in excuse of, oh, but the quarterback got hurt. Okay, here's the thing. Everything you just said justifies going after him. Like, I right. get that. But to sign to a deal to where it makes it almost impossible or it truly hurts your organization to get rid of him if he doesn't live up to expectations, well, uh, that's the part I, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand going after a big name. You ain't hurting Texas A&M mm-hmm. financially. Mm-hmm. If they want to get rid of him, they'll eat that hundred. First of all, this is what's so good. That's just, all a, that, that's they'll a, build a, another private prison and go. put a bunch of people in there and say, and, and there you have yeah. it. Right. So, but th- that's a bad about Texas A&M. What's great about Texas A&M, if you can get the right coach, and I'm, and maybe Fisher turns it around, is that the collective that they have, that NIL collective that they have. You don't have to worry about a player coming on that campus and wonder, well, wh- how am I going to make it in the next two years? Because you know he didn't come to school for two years, three years. Well, way we got to figure it, son. How about one hundred fifty dollars a semester, one hundred fifty thousand a semester? Okay, that sounds better than Bama. Their collective is so tight; they have so much money going to those players' hands. You're not going to lose a player, mm-hmm. okay? Unless, like the kid the other day. That decommitted, he just made a football decision because it wasn't a money decision. He's gonna make more money at Texas A&M unless he goes to Jackson State, which they got another collective going on down there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Dion is doing it, but those kids are getting paid there. Florida State, if Florida, Florida State, the collective that they got there, those kids are getting paid. But the great thing about the A&M collective is all ninety players are getting mm-hmm. getting paid. Mm. So you're not going to lose players because of money. Those days are gone. And all that happened, what A&M has been doing under the table for all these years, now they can do it legally. Shout out to all my Hey Ray Childers. <laughs> um, you know, now they can do it legally, finally. You know, I, I was talking to Alonzo Highsmith the other day. I said, you guys are so bad now because you were bad at cheating. When you guys were doing what you were doing back then, they made all the movies about, about and guys are doing 10 to 20 years now about the things that are now legal. Where are those guys? You better get them out of jail. At, at Miami, just for the people who don't at know. At Miami. Yeah. Definitely not at Rice. Mm-hmm. My son will tell you that. I, mean, I, I have, as much as I mess with Indy, I have a son that played sports at Rice. We don't got that problem at Rice. Not okay? at all. Okay. So we got 99 problems, but that ain't, that ain't one. That one. <laughs> so what I'm saying that you have to start changing how you play this game. If you want to, one, recruit kids, keep them in your building, all right? And then you have to be able to coach athletes. 
You know, when you go to the University of Miami and I'm Mario Cristobal, I'm not kowtowing to you because I'm like, listen, we're trying to we're trying to coach pros here. If your ambition is not to be a pro, you need to go to Florida Atlantic. You need to go to Lynn University up the street at Boca Raton. That's not where you belong. And if you don't start coaching these kids that way with that kind of mindset, if you're Jumbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher, and you have a kid that's coming into that his program, and you can't get him to understand that the re- reason why we have you here is not to be a, a MIS student. Mm-hmm. We can keep lying to you all we want to that we, our graduation rate is whatever, which is another joke, all right? But the reality is that you're here to be a pro. Act like it. Your son go to Baylor, wake up. If you talk about that Southern Christian stuff that they're talking about over there, he's going there because they think that kid can be a pro. And if he don't want to be a pro, then he should go to Abilene Christian. That's where he should go. Because then he'll get his degree. I'm not saying you can't do both. Because right. the way they do it now, he'll... Oh, he didn't do that. He's not going on campus in January, is he? No. Right? So the way they do it now with these kids jumping a on campus... A lot of them are doing it. Like yeah. a John Paul Richardson. And they it worked go, out great for him at right. Oklahoma they go, State. To, they go on campus in January. You're taking three classes. You're in school in the summer. You're taking three classes. You're back in school with regular students. Guess what? You should have a master's if you really want to graduate. You should have a master's if you really want to graduate. When my son went to Penn, he come out, well, Dad, everybody else is just taking three classes. How many classes do you have in high school? Seven. How many classes are you going to take in college? Let me take a while, guess, Dad. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> right. Why are we taking less classes? They say it's hard, is it? How we know? You can always drop classes, right? My son finished Penn in three and a half years. But we don't we don't teach that. And I'm all over the place in terms of why, you know, you can't win at Texas A&M. But if you don't have a holistic commitment to what you really do, right, which is trying to create pros out of these kids, and you got a kid that really want to be an MIS kid or an engineering student, you can't win. That's not what he's there for. You're trying to build pros out so of So that's a kids. problem? That they have too many kids worried about academics right now? I'm saying that they're confusing the message, and they're not really. They're lying to these kids as to what they want from them. And when they get there, and they're like, well, no, no, no. This is what we really want from you. Like, well, wait a second. I thought I was going to be able to do this. I was going to be able to do this. Nah, bro. You here. And what about this class I really want to take? You can't take that class. You can't, you, you can't take that class. I what? shouldn't say this. I've seen some of their recruits. I don't think they're too worried about classes, <laughs> taking certain classes. Uh, real quick, what, what's going on with this Brandon Cooks thing? Because I was confused last week, yeah. and I know Aaron. Uh, yeah, our, our buddy Aaron Wilson got a story up. It says, uh, Texans, Brandon Cooks to be involved, quote, within a team concept. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Here's what he says. What that means for Cooks and the Texans going forward is figuring out how he fits into the game plan after a reduced role during the eight games of the season that led to a 1-6-1 squad. Resolving the situation as far as working out a potential trade to a contender is now a priority for the offseason agenda. So basically, they didn't get it done at the trade deadline. Brandon Cooks is unhappy, don't want to be here. The Texans are kind of like, yeah, we wanted to move on from you, but we couldn't get the assets we wanted, so we'll just do it this offseason. But we got to come to some kind of agreement because if you just don't come to practice every day, you're going to get fined by the NFL. So we got to come to some kind of term of within a team concept of he still shows up to practice, but, you know, it's not best for us to play you. All right, we're going to kick this around on the other side because – I put that on the team. Right now, we keep talking about the players, the players. You know what? We tried to trade you. It didn't work. Show up to practice tomorrow. (laughs) Like that, that's, that's how, that's what it is. We had this conversation last week. What'd I say? You got to be a pro. Yeah. 
I mean, but now you're allowing me not to be a pro. But there's so much. Uh, God, don't get me started. We'll talk about so that and much more. Damn team. <laughs> Guys, want to remind you, of course, if you forgot, the Houston Astros, they are World Series champions. Big time bats. They've got the World Series champion, Louisville Slugger, laser engraved black maple commemorative bat out. It's engraved, has the scores of the games, the Astros logo, the World Series trophy lasered onto the bat. It is limited to 5,000 individually numbered bats. They're going quick. Those sell for 140 bucks plus shipping and handling. Go get your hands on that. They also got the facsimile team signature bat. It's got the signatures of the complete series roster laser engraved on it. Those are limited to 10,000 individually numbered bats. So sell for 150. Big time bats. They got a complete line of wood and chromed wood bats and exclusive sets. Go to bigtimebats.com. See the made in America collection of team and player bats and bat sets. Go to bigtimebats.com. Great early uh, Christmas gift. If you want to get in on it, if you order now, you will get guaranteed holiday delivery. Bigtimebats.com. In the Trenches is back on Sports Talk 790. Home for your home teams. What movie do y'all think of when y'all hear this beat? One of the greats. Uh, culture, like not a box office. I'm not even gonna say it. I'm gonna see who's who hits me up on Twitter first. The Santa Claus. No. Not you know it's Ghetto Boys, right? But it was it was featured on a, a movie, a comedy. I want to see which one of my twows, my Twitter pals, will get it first. If you're Friday, listening, Friday after next. Nope. Not a black comedy. White chicks. No. If you haven't seen the movie, you would never guess. Yeah, movie. you would never guess. I, I, for some reason, I don't think you've seen. It. I'm surprised Chris doesn't I know it, Mister Blockbuster. Himself. I've never seen it. But hit me up on Twitter at ndkalu and let me know what movie you think of when you hear that beat. All right, Brandon Cooks. Here's the problem with these youngsters: when you and I sit in front of these microphones and start sounding like old grandpa. Back in my day, they had a certain respect. Well, that's exactly the problem. When you sit out there and the article that Chris just gave us that he read from Aaron Wilson saying that the team, the team and Brandon Cooks basically mutually agreed to allow him to take a lesser role because he wasn't traded. That that's a problem. You weren't traded. I understand why, because they're still humans. You know, we can't one minute say be a pro and then we forget that they're humans. Yeah, I get it. Why bothered not? you. No, no, but I'm with you on this. I get it. Bothered you. But get, come show up, and you're getting paid 9 or $18 million per year and give us the best that you have, and then we'll try to trade you again in the offseason. But let me ask you this. Did they drop the ball by letting him know they were trying to trade him? Should that be done behind closed doors so if it doesn't work out, you're not in this situation? Well, it goes back to what you're saying. They're complicit, right? Mm -hmm. Because that happened, so the expectations are there, and you're not managing expectations, and then he doesn't get traded, then somehow, you know, you've gotten to the point now as a player where you're like, well, I won't play. And back in the day, and and again, anybody that's been around long enough, I've been out of football now some 20-something years, so if you don't know my history, 
you probably won't understand some of the things that I'm saying. And if you know know my history, you're probably dumb enough to say that I'm being a hypocrite. I'm not being a hypocrite at all. You know, when I played, I was a I was a handful. You know, I was a lot to deal with because I don't believe I was being treated fairly from a contract perspective. But dare I say, I was just a lot smarter than every, I, I I read I read a CBA, and if the thing said you, you could retire and they couldn't find you, I retired. Now I'm retired. You know, so you did that. So I'm, I was. You're the ice cube of the group. Call it what you want to. <laughs> I don't you know. know if you saw or you know the story with NWA, but Ice Cube actually read the contract, read the contract and, and he was like, "I'm not signing this." this. <laughs> you know, so people don't understand why I did what I did, but that's your fault. That's not my, my joke. That's my job is not to tickle you so you get the joke. Yeah, that's not my job. All right, I'm gonna tell my jokes. If you don't get it, you don't get it. So I get players being disgruntled. I get, but this is the other thing that I live by too. You are not getting a game check from me. I'm not allowing you to get a game check, but we live in this era now where we can pay John Wall $40 million to sit his ass down for an entire year talking about you don't, you got, and when I question it, people step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus justify it that's the part that i when you bring up john wall and i'm not taking a shot at john wall no. if someone's gonna give you 40, 40 million, million not to, not to do, do your job to, just to come in at five six o'clock in the morning put up shots and then go home but when i when i brought it up on air sean more people try to justify him like, oh Andy, you're missing it you're missing it when you know what did you miss i have I no idea because i still don't understand you know how we're paying guys not to play and and, and to save them from injury and, and deshaun watson I'm not. I'm not paying you ten million dollars not to play. Oh, well, his 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 uh, legal problem, man. Y'all better go pick up a legal book and see what we're talking about, right? Trust me. Trust and believe. If Deshaun Watson had done what they criminally what they thought, his ass wouldn't have been on been been able to be on the team. So now we have him. I'm not giving you ten million dollars to do nothing. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just God, not hold here. on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm off. I'm all over the place. What happened? A lot of people listen to this show. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, first of all, if you listen, thank you very much because I didn't know that many people listened to the show. And a lot of people knew the answer as well. <laughs> I, I want to reply to all y'all, but uh, which was is, is office space. Yeah. Ain't nobody um, saw that movie. The printer scene. Uh, obviously. Right? <laughs> look at from my timeline. Well, I, I didn't recognize the song, but as soon as I saw the tweet, I said, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah I would have. Good job. You know what? For all y'all that tweeted me, that makes me feel good. Because sometimes I don't know if we're talking to five people or no, but, but, five That's million. what's great about Twitter. That's what Elon Musk is about to ruin. I had about a dozen people on the parade <laughs> route yesterday say, Gordy, where's ND? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, me and ND hang out all day. <laughs> He's at <in> work. <laughs> but go ahead, Gordy. I cut you off. I was just going to say about Brand- the Brandon Cooks thing. This is the problem we're having with Nick Casario. Dude, we get it. We know what you're doing. It's a rebuild. We're trying to get high draft picks. We're trying to build this thing up with, with great talent. It's kind of what the Astros did, right? They bottomed out a decade ago, 100 lost seasons, but it was a full rebuild, and we got it. They can't come out and say it, although Jeff Lodeau did come out and say it for the Astros. Casero's never come out and said, we're trying to suck. But 
it's clear that's what they're trying to do, right? Like at this point, you're not winning doesn't doesn't help you. I know, like you say all the time, players are never going to not try. They're they're going to try, but as a GM, you can make moves. Keeping Brandon Cooks here does not help you get better. Trading Brandon Cooks gets you a future asset, and you can get better from that. The problem was, it feels like they had the discussion with Brandon Cooks. Hey, we're going to try to trade you. This is where Nick Casario comes into his stupidness of, well, we we have a certain value for the player, and if we can't get that value for the player, then we're just going to keep the player. Yeah, but you're taking emotions out of it, dumbass. Like, emotions are, are a part of this. Here's the Shoot, thing. Pe- players are humans. I don't disagree. It, it's not a Nick Casario problem. It's a problem now where everything has to be out in the open. Everything has to be public. Everyone has to know what the general manager, what the head coach, what what guys are thinking, what they're doing in the background. Got look. People have been getting traded. I, I know we had more trades this year than we've had in a long time. But back when I played, back when Sean played, guys got traded. But it did. It wasn't. After, it wasn't public. It, you know, you didn't have to put it out there. Oh, if we get this, then we're going to trade the guy. It was done in the back, in the background. And then you know what happened? You got a call from your agent, or they called you directly and be like, "Hey, we just traded you." Oh, I didn't know. You know, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, obviously, you're not going to sit up there and say we're thinking about trading. Now they do say that we're thinking about trading, fill in the blank player. And then if things don't go right, it's like, oh, welcome back. We still love you. That that's part of the problem is that everyone has to know everything. But they got trade. They got offers. We, we know they were shopping Brandon Cooks. Yeah, but we shouldn't know that. That's my that's part of my problem. We we don't we don't need to know everything that's going on before deals are solidified. But what what does keeping him here do? Like he's unhappy. He didn't want to be part of a crappy team. You're trying to suck, and keeping Brandon Cooks here does no he's good for anybody. You, but but listen. Listen to the reality, all right? You try to trade Brandon Cooks, you don't trade him, then he plays football, and you're going to suck anyhow. Because, yeah. you, you, you know, you got to have a quarterback. Well, why didn't you trade him? They kept saying, I don't know why our, they didn't our asking price is at least a second rounder or higher. And if somebody called it right at the deadline and said, well, best we can do is a third and a fourth, and Nick Casario went, well, we don't value that. Dude, pull the trigger. Just do it. Right. Well, and, and then if he, But if he does not want to, then then... Your resolve cannot be that you get to make money and not play football. I I, I don't see how that makes no, any sense whatsoever, I, and that's, it sets a bad message to your team. I don't care how bad you're going to suck or want to suck. You're going to suck regardless. You know why? Because you suck. You know you can't unsuck yourself when you're you're sucking. You're you're a bad team this year, and the quarterback. There is a great relationship that exists between wide receivers and quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Quarterback got to get you the damn ball, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to catch the ball. And we're going to have a problem with one of those pieces this year, all right? Because your quarterback can't get you the ball. So Brandon Cook coming out, and all of a sudden, there's a kid that, there's a kid that's a basketball team. One of the players is talking about, well, they may have to sit me down because we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to tank. I'm like, all you guys got to do is play. You guys going to tank. Right. I mean, we ain't got to sit you down. You ain't, <laughs> Not you, you. You ain't a cog. <laughs> right. Prevent us from tanking. It's kind of like I talked about um, about the Rockets this year. They're like, well, the Rockets are going to get better. I think it was Big Sarge who had the conversation. I said, just show me how they got better. Show me the 15 wins that they went out and got. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not that hard. So I'm saying in the inverse of that, show me how Brandon Cooks on this team makes you a contender. Show me five wins. Out of I, Cook. T- it doesn't matter. If you, you trade you, him, you trade him. If you, you don't, you, you show up to work and you work. <laughs> you play. You play. Garrett, what's going on, G? 
Hey, man, thanks for taking my call. You know, um, you're the perfect for, uh, person, you know, Sean. Uh, he was with uh, two of the greatest offenses, Jerry Glanville and Ford. So it kind of echoes my call. Gary, you're going to have to call back. We we can't. We can't hear you. We we can't make out what you're saying. Let's try Dan. What's going on, Dan? Hey, how's it going today? How are you? I I'm well. Andy, I wanted to thank you for what you said about Jose Altuve yesterday. I I think Jose Altuve is one of the finest men in Major League Baseball, and it breaks my heart all the crap he's got to put up with uh, when he travels around this country. If you watch Jose Altuve on the baselines. He talks to the umpires. He's smiling. He's talking to the opposing players. He is the heart and soul of a team. If you listen to Verlander or Mancini or any of them, they'll tell you that what they like most about the Astros is the family quality that exists in the, in the clubhouse. And it's Jose Altuve that started that and makes sure it exists uh, and so I just wanted to thank you. It, it, it really bothers me that, that he doesn't get more defense from ex-Astros players out there or um, the media, to be honest. So, again, thank you, sir. No, appreciate it. And if you if you meet Altuve, then it would bother you. Uh, and, look, you can say uh, he's a pro, which he is, and I don't think it bothers him that much, but he should be known for what he's accomplished more so than – whatever people want to accuse them of. Quick timeout. We'll get back to the discussion. If you want to jump in, 713-212-5790 in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Hey, it's Craig Ackerman. Four, three. Yeah. Listen to the home of the Rockets on your smart speaker. Just ask. Hey, Google, play Sports Talk 790 on iHeartRadio. In the trenches is back. Let's just do it, okay? More football and Houston sports conversation on Sports Talk 790. Is front office sports real, or is that like the ball sack sports? Before I read this on air, they're real. Are, they're real? Okay. They're um, news: Matthew McConaughey is joining Jeff Bezos and Jay Z, vying to yeah. buy the Washington yeah. Commanders. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been talking about that for about a week now. Now is this Jeff Bezos saying, "Hey, y'all could come along for the ride, but I really don't need y'all's but y'all's chump change." Exactly, because why would he need it? What three hundred billion dollars? Yeah. I mean, he, that's caddy money. He tips I, his caddy that. I just finished for, his for a round. Amazing. What's around? his his story? How he built that empire, Jeff Bezos. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm arguing with them about returning a daggone creepy crawler from my pool. <laughs> <laughs> they, won't, they won't get my refund. That's like ridiculous. Really? They, they yeah, that's what that's what I appreciate about these them. fools. I dropped it off at a at a, at a delivery service mm-hmm. that starts with a U, has a P in the middle, and ends with an S. Mm-hmm. All right. Drops it off. They give me a receipt. All right. I walk away. Three weeks later, I realize I haven't gotten my refund. <laughs> like, well, we haven't gotten gotten it back yet. I'm like, okay. When? When? What does that have to do? That's not a Jeff Bezos problem. That's a UPS problem. That's between you and UPS. It ain't got nothing to do. With, it's not a Sean Jones problem. Oh, because sure. you do have the receipt. Yeah, I got my receipt. Got you. Got you. Got you. Okay. Give us three weeks. We'll give you your money. Three weeks goes by. I still don't have my money. I'm so. Where, where's my money? Well, what we need you to do is go down to UPS and file a report. I say you don't lost your yeah. damn mind. What I need to do is call American Express and call fraud. Which is what I did. Now they're all upset. Why'd you do that? But American Express, they won't uh, the take the money. Because 
they don't want to mess up their relationship with. Which is what I, it's funny you said that. I asked him, I said, yeah. you guys, are you guys a partnership with them? Not to this extent where customer service comes first. Well, so they yanked the money back from them. Then Amazon calls me back. I'm like, well, why did you do that? I said, because I tried to talk to you fools. And you won't get my money back. Seven hundred dollars. That's oh, crazy. Ooh, that's a lot. Because normally, uh, well, yeah, maybe that's a that's a good bit of money. Yeah. Because normally they'll just like if yeah. it's something they'll just tell you, ah, just keep it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Cost us no, more for you to send it back. The funny thing, and Amazon's gotten out of control. They've gotten too big now because they delivered something. They say they said it delivered to my mailbox. I go to my mailbox. It's not there. I call them. I said, hey, you guys say you delivered something. It's not here. Yeah, well, we did. I said, no, you did not. And normally, we're, you we're, must get the worst because every time I have an issue with Amazon, and you know how I am, like I've had that same. Hey, you said you delivered it. Right. I don't have Where's it. Where's the picture? Next day, oh, we'll just send another one. If if you what? get it, oh, they do that. Oh yeah, all the time. No, they, they told me got. no. They must they, not like you. They don't like me. Like <laughs> we delivered it. If you've got a problem, go to UPS and file a report. Like, they they must look at your I history and be like, nah, this yeah, brother's exactly. trying to do something. <laughs> yeah, a few weeks ago, I got a, a watch band, and they and I opened the box, and it was empty. And I called them, and they're like, well, it's showing it was delivered. I'm like, no, no, it was delivered. It, the box is empty. <laughs> I'm like, well, like they're like, well, we'll send you a replacement. They're like, but if you get the original, right. you know, we'll send it back. I said, dude, I don't think the thing is going to show up outside <laughs> of the package. But seriously, right. you sent me an empty box. I sent them back some Air- some AirPods. Box unopened. Mm-hmm. They said, uh, yeah, we didn't get the item back. I said, I, again, I've got a receipt for it. But you need to go to a different, uh, <laughs> a different <laughs> postal service. No, no, no. no. They're different they, got, they got this back. Oh, they did get they it back. They got it back. Okay, okay. Like, yeah, but this is not what we sent you. That's funny. Let, let's try Garrett again. What's going on, Garrett? Hey, man, I appreciate you bringing me back. Uh, yeah, um, it's blasted Wi-Fi is all I can tell you. But I was calling on uh, Cliff Kingsbury because it's interesting to me because a few seasons ago, you know, it started out as almost the Dallas, you know, of the NFL. You know, he was the, you know, he had the, the, the draft from his house, you know, his really awesome pad, you know, and, uh, you know, he's bringing in some good free agents. Um, and so for me, I kind of saw it as the next echelon of what the NFL, the high offenses, could be. of course, started out with Sean Jones territory with Jerry Glanville, the red gun, and then Jack Pardee, and then the greatest show on turf. And then we had the, 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 the Andy Reid era. And so with this compete with Andy Reid. And so it seems like you don't have, you know, the 400 yard offenses that he was supposed to bring. You have the, the 200 yards so the nfl defenses uh either have keyed up to it or this is a failure i see maybe on cliff kingsbury not exploiting the field on a geometric scale with what um the person in, in st louis did uh you know or whatnot you know and so uh or is it on kyler murray because he handpicked that guy to come in you know where maybe you could stick a, a matt ryan in there you know and, and potentially get more yards but I don't know if he modified that offense or it's just not working in the sense where it's picking up chunks. And so it makes me ask on a spread level whether like an Andy Reid spread offense, you know, where you would have brought in an Oregon uh, Dan Lanning, you know, who has a lot of success, or, you know, whether, uh, you know, something like that can work. Uh, so, uh, you know, you talk about the hot names, you know, Deion Sanders – you know he's got more of a, a um, you know a resume per se than Kingsbury did going in. You know, is it the success or failure 
on really whether it's driven by the offense or what players he has. So it's a good question to ask. And so that's why I called in because it's really interesting to see what Arizona is going to do and how it's going to evolve. So, All right. Well, thank the, the, the thing that people miss, and I don't know if it's because of this era of fantasy football, that we just miss how this game is actually played. You cannot throw the ball. You cannot throw the ball. I will repeat. You cannot throw the ball if you don't run the ball. Hmm. You got to run the ball. And so if you look at, even when you look at the run and shoot, we had Alonzo Highsmith, Alan Pinkin, Lorenzo White. Those were all Pro Bowl type players because we they were running at five yards a clip. They ran the ball. If you look at what Kansas City is doing there with their version of an offense that likes to push the ball downfield. They have intermediate routes with the tight end. They can take the top off of it downfield. And guess what they do? They run, run the ball. ball. You've got to run the football. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury does not run the football. Mm. I don't know who the running back is here. Since James Conner was there, I don't know who's there anymore. I don't know who the running back is. And so you're not playing complimentary football. I'm not saying that you have to pound the ball 23rd. You don't have to be Tennessee, but even Tennessee has enough sense that if we can't throw the ball, guess what we're going to do? We're going to run the ball. And I'm not a big run guy, you know, per se, but if you don't even show me you can run the ball at all, guess what I do? I play cover four. I play two vert, I mean, I play two man. I take away what you do and I force the quarterback to be a great quarterback. And unfortunately, the young player, he's still pretty young. He forced him in a position where they gave him a ton of money. But he has to evolve as a passer, and he's a good player. He's a star in this league. He could be special. But the compliment, and I said this about um, the, the quarterback we have here in, in, in Houston, and I say about every young quarterback, I say it about every offense, the best friend for a young quarterback is a top-five defense and a running game. You know it changes to- everything. Their top rusher. Kyler Murray. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kyler Murray. Larry, what's up, Larry Lair? Hey, what's going on, Andy, Sean, Chris? Hey, man, today is one of those special days for me, man, because, uh, you know, you get a chance to get out there and do your civic duty and, and and vote, and hopefully we get a chance to roll that fool out of office up there in Austin, and I do emphasize roll his ass up out of there because Texas, it's time for Texas to uh, – to start looking out for everybody and just not certain people, man. So get out there and do your duty and vote, man. I don't care who you vote for, but just get out there and do it, man, so we can keep this democracy, man, because uh, if we don't do that, man, uh, it's going to be a hard country to live in with, with, with the crazy that's going on. Now, got all that out the way. Let me let me hit on a couple things. Sean, can we basically go ahead and get rid of the rooting rule and our Fritz Pollard group? We can get rid of that now, right? Um. Full disclosure. <laughs> Are you oh, part of that group? Oh, <laughs> He's part oh, of that. Oh, damn. Hey, I'm sorry, Sean. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> no. Nah, man. No, but, but that's what I argue. I, I argue we need changes within it. I, I think it should be a group that's autonomous. I think we should take the NFL's money, but we should be doing our own thing as, as a group. I'm just an outside consultant. So, yeah, I'm not. I got I, I, But I, I've had these conversations. I agree because, you know, we're not judging how we do this. Now, the rule states that for an internal um, hire and, and, yeah. and for an interim coach, you don't have to go through the Rooney Rule. That's what the rule states. Um, so that you don't have to go to the Rooney Rule for that. But the Rooney Rule is so flawed. Uh, and it's, yeah. not, it's not fall, flawed because minority <laughs> coaches aren't being hired. It's flawed because it's stupid. It's a stupid rule. If, if I have a team 
and Larry, my boy that I smoke stogies with and drink that yak with, and I really think he can coach, guess who I'm going to Guess who I'm going to hire? I'm going to hire who I like, who I get down yeah. with, who I feel I can trust my organization with. You're not gonna, I'm not going to be a billionaire and you're going to tell me who to hire. There's that joke that says, what's the purpose of having the F you money if I can tell you F you? You know, so you're not going to force me to hire somebody I don't want to hire. So the process has to become more inclusive where I know you. We had drinks together. We, uh, You want to drink that that bourbon, I bring you that yak, you know? Yes, sir. You, 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 you want to do what you normally do, I introduce you to other things. Like, oh, you know, you're pretty cool. We're good. I, I can get down with you. I can F with you if I want to. You know, but we don't live in a world where that is happening. And we think that we should just put together a group and give it a name. And that's going to change the reality of how people really are. You're not going to change who people are. You're born a square, you don't die a peg. Exactly. And you, you said it before. There's thirty there's thirty two billionaires that are gonna do what they wanna do. They're gonna hire who they wanna do. And for for the coach to hire Jeff Saturday, man, look, and, and I everything that I've heard about Saturday and everything, he's a good dude or whatever. And and if the Texans were over there tweeting or tinkering with Josh McNown and all of those dudes want to do what they want to do, and it's just the, the it's it's just the fakeness of it that makes me sick. Because if you're gonna convince yourself that Jeff Saturday is a better coach than Eric Bieniemy or some of these other guys that have put in the time and the work and the effort and are not getting the opportunities, then it's it's just it's just a fraud. It's, it's fraud and it's a con and it's a lie. And and so. But uh, Ursay is off the chain anyway, so he's going to do what he want to do. And whether that's an opportunity for him to hire Saturday, Saturday to bring uh, Peyton Manning back into the fold or Andrew Luck back in, I don't know what his whole uh, agenda is with the Saturday hire, but all they're trying to do now is tank for a quarterback. So I get it because they've done it before with uh, Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. So this is just another example of them doing that. So I just thought it was crazy, man, because, you got dudes out there that has been coaching, even on the college level, that aren't getting those opportunities yet. He can walk across the street from ESPN to become the head coach of the coach. That's, that smells kind of fishy to me. couple things real quick. Brandon Cooks, all that whining and all that other mess, you co-signed all that mess, that Davisville stuff, man, when you was over there quiet. Now you're over there crying because he's bouncing balls at your feet and you're not a part of the offense and all this other stuff. Quit your crying, dog. You get $18 million to go over there and suck. You knew them boys wasn't going to be no good this year. You knew they was going to probably go 1-16-1 and 16 and one, or 1-15-1 or, or whatever. But now that Nico became number one, now you want to show your ass. I figured it would get around to you, especially when they moved your, your sugar daddy from over there, old, old Jack used to be. So I figured it would come back around. But having said all that, man, I am so happy about the Astros, man. Yesterday was a great day for the city of Houston. I'm glad they were celebrating, man. And I saw that video of old Ted Cruz getting thrown at, man. That boy going to face some problems, man, in our hall. A quick timeout. One more segment to go in the trenches only on Sports Talk 790. In the Trenches continues with N.D. Kalou on Houston's Sports Talk 790, home for your home teams. Before we give you our parting shots for the day, we want to thank everybody who's involved with the show. And we got one caller left, and Sam has been waiting patiently. The floor is yours. What you got, Sam, out in Alvin, Texas? Well, what I wanted to say was that the the catch by Chaz McCormick 
was not only a great catch, it was one of the best catches of all time. I'm also going to say that that, that, that even includes the Willie Mays over-the-shoulder catch. There's four reasons why that catch was the best catch of all time. Number one, he was a center fielder. He was shaded over towards left field, and he had to run a long way and time his jump perfectly. Number two, he's left-handed, which means that he had to catch that ball backhanded in his glove. Also, because of the fact that he's left-handed, he had to brace himself on that chain-link fence with his left hand, which was very dangerous. He could have easily gotten hurt. Number four is it happened in the beeping World Series. Period. It was the best catch of all time. The best catch of all time. I don't time. know. The Willie Mays one still. The Roberto Clemente one kind of sits out too. What about when Bo Jackson climbed that wall? Oh, Bo Jackson. There are a few of them. I'm not taking. Now that was a regular season yeah, game. Yeah. 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 That that there are a bunch of been some great catches, but that that was a great catch. It, it, it was. The the thing with it though, I mean, like it, it it was a big catch, but it was it was one out in the ninth. If Real Muto, if he doesn't catch it, Real Muto's either getting a double or a triple, mm-hmm. and somebody still has to come up with a hit to tie the game there in the ninth. So it it was big. It would have you know would have sucked putting him on, but it wasn't like it was going to be off the wall, and it was going to either be a double or a triple. So it wasn't like it was going to score. It was going to tie the game, and he saved it. Yeah. You know. And we don't want to take away from it. But no, it's still one of the I mean, iconic it was one moments. Great, but there were so many yeah. iconic moments in that run. Mancini's yeah. play at first was more, because I think that was there was a runner on. And if he doesn't make that play, the run scores. And so that, that to me, was a little bit more impactful. Yeah. It's just a great season. And the fact that you can sit here and have these conversations about all these different, you know, all these different plays throughout the season. Throughout the playoffs, people forget that this team started out undefeated in the playoffs. It wasn't until they got to the best team in, in, in the NL to finally get them to drop two games. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. so many great stories that went on. And I think what's so compelling about this uh, win, and it has it has a lot to do with the first time they won, which is that now what's your excuse going to be now? What do you say now? That they've put together such greatness over an extended period of time and have won two championships now. Now, what's your excuse now? Did they cheat again? This is good. They'll find something. They will find something. That's going to do it for us today, God willing. Same time, same place tomorrow. Yes, sir. Go vote. Like uh, Larry was saying, it don't make a difference who you vote for. Get out there, though. Let your voices be heard. All right. That's going to do it for us in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.